Hi, Spark. Thank you all so much for participating in the service. Now we're going to turn our attention to remembering, to considering what it is that we've been doing here at Spark for these last eight years. Actually, it was nine years ago that Kevin and I sat on that rooftop bar in Puerto Vallarta celebrating a little vacation away and thinking a lot about what it was that continued to drive us to the way of Jesus, that continued to make us fall in love with the way of Jesus, and what we were passionate about to see in our community as we wanted to continue to pursue this way and live this out. On that rooftop bar, we talked about five core values that we saw in the way and the life and the truth of Jesus in the, in the Bible, in this Israelite narrative, and the things that continue to drive us in, those, in this world. Our values that we looked at were love, God's love for us, love that we were commanded back towards God, towards one another, and love for our enemies. We saw in the Bible and in the way of Jesus a commitment to the reputation of God, that it mattered how we lived because we were the ones carrying that reputation into the world, that it mattered that we were given the ministry of reconciliation through Christ, that the reconciliation that we found between us and the creator of the world and between one another was actually work that we had to do, not only found in reconciliation but in pursuit of justice. And that has come out for us in a variety of different ways, whether it's been multi-faith justice and reconciliation or racial justice and reconciliation or reconciliation one to another within families and homes, between spouses, between parents and kids, neighbors, and yes, between us and the creator. We continued then to pursue and see that that heartbeat of Jesus was found in rescue. We believe we have a God of rescue who has pushed us and driven us into hope, into a new life that reached down into Egypt and pulled Israel out of slavery and continues to reach into this world, pulling us out of sin and bondage and despair and out of places of injustice and into places where things are being made right in this world, where the kingdom of Christ is coming to bear the way and the rule and the reign of Jesus. And lastly, we saw that though all of this it was really possible because of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection of Jesus that, that stood at that tomb, at the grave on that Easter Sunday morning and said, death has lost its victory. It no longer has a sting. That we have been made new in Christ, resurrected to new life through his resurrection and in the resurrection to come. And that gift of new life is available and open for all. All of these values we kind of talked about on that rooftop bar with the 80s music <laughs> bouncing up behind and just thought, yeah, this is what we want to be about. And so when we came back home from that, we thought, well, I wonder if there are other Jesus followers that are interested in this too. If they're also interested in living out a life convicted by these values and living in a life pursued and pushing these values out into the world? Are there other Jesus followers who are wanting to ask deep questions, who are wanting to wrestle with all of this, who are wanting to allow space and actually demanding that there be space for faith and science to come together, for our faith to be one of history and good biblical study and pursuit, for our faith to be a place where questions are encouraged, because God is big enough to handle our questions. Would there be a place where a bunch of Jesus followers would want to get together 
and start to ask these things and start to try to live all of it out. And we were so deeply grateful to find out that not only were all of you also asking the same questions we were asking, that all of us together were also deeply compelled by the life and the way and the teachings of Jesus lived out, that we were drawn to the creator of the universe, drawn to the God of Israel as a result of all of this, that you wanted to work on it too, that you wanted to shape this community as well, that you wanted to be a light for the nations here in our community. And as we continued to ask these questions, we found that it wasn't only Jesus followers who shared these values. It was specifically that we wanted to express them in this way in the life and the pursuit and discipleship of Jesus. But we found out that here in this synagogue at Congregation Eitz Chaim with our friends here, Rabbi Emeritus Ari Carton and the current Rabbi Chaim and, and so many other friends that we've made here, that, that they cared about love and reputation and reconciliation and rescue, and yes, resurrection, seeing new life brought into our community too, that they would stand with us at the corner and declare Black Lives Matter, that they would stand with us in this space and continue to host over and over again places for refugees and for the border crisis to be addressed where we could start to pursue issues of justice. And still today, even in the midst of COVID, we're finding ways to work together. We're finding ways to work together with the larger multi-faith community here in the greater Silicon Valley area. We're finding ways to work together with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And it's all because of how Christ has made his way at home here at Spark and in each one of you. And we just are so deeply grateful. We do this celebration every eight year, or every year and now our eighth time. We do this every year because we know how important it is to remember. In fact, the Bible is often reminding us again and again to remember. Zachar. And it says that God remembers and God calls God's people to remember and we're to all pursue this remembering together. In fact, the biblical calendar is created so that we'll remember. It remembers the events of the Exodus. It remembers when God provided shelter for us in the desert, in the wilderness. In fact, just recently, just this week, ended the festival of Sukkot, of tabernacles, that Jesus too kept. And that is a commandment that every single year, the Israelites would gather in temporary dwellings, in Sukkot, in Sukkah, Sukkot, and together that in those temporary dwellings, they would remember that God tabernacled with them in the wilderness, that God provided for the Israelites in those spaces. So much of the Bible is built on us remembering and not forgetting. You see, very interestingly, in the Bible, the word in Hebrew for remember is zachar. And the word remember means not just that you think about something, but that you act on it. It pushes us to an action. It's not just a passive recollection, but it pushes us to remembering and acting upon it. And the reason why every single year we remember it's because we hope that in never forgetting how we started and how we were pursuing the way of Jesus and how we felt that Christ's love was pursuing us and we wanted to live out of that truth, as we remember how deeply important it was for us eight years ago to think about God's reputation in our community and how that continues to be something that breaks our heart when we see God's reputation being maligned in the media and our community by our other brothers and sisters in Christ, we also remember how deeply important it is to honor the call and the obedience and the mission of Christ in this world. 
when we continue to remember these things, it's not just that we think, oh, isn't this so cool, or isn't it so great, or aren't we lucky that we got to be part of this process or part of this community to this moment. We remember these things because this is who we want to continue to be this next year. And the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that, we're going to continue to remember because we know that in the Bible, the word remember, zahar, is not just about a recollection of things past. It is a formulation of who you want to be in the future. Remembering God's faithfulness in the past and remembering to continue to act in the way of Christ in this movement going forward. So Spark, we're just so deeply grateful that even in moments of COVID and challenging times, that today, this Sunday together, we got to remember, we got to remember in this space that we will meet in again someday, hopefully God willing soon, and we'll remember again all of God's deep, wonderful faithfulness to us this past eight years. We'll remember who we are, who we're called to be, and what we're going to continue to do as we move forward together for the next eight years and the next eight years after that, continuing to create a community built on the foundation of these values together, God's deep love for us as shown through his son, Christ, his son Jesus Christ, and our deep love back for God and for one another in this world. We're going to be shaped by this, and it's our prayer that for the generations and the generations and the generations to come afterwards, that they would also continue to remember with us who God is and who we together are called to be as we reflect the person and the way of Jesus in this world. You know, eight years ago, when we walked into this building, we were a small but diverse group of people who had come from a variety of faith backgrounds and traditions. Some of us had just been hurt by church or religion, exhausted and burnt out by the expressions of church and ministry that had left us disappointed and disillusioned. Some of us were just simply curious to see our faith in new light through new lenses. We wanted to go further and understand deeper. We all, in a sense, needed a church that was stripped of those cultural elements and practices that had been painful, but was still centered on the person of Jesus. A church that could embrace and welcome all of our questions and wrestlings. And a church that was willing to sit in the tensions of all of life's complexities. A church that recognized there are frequently circumstances in life that do not have simple and clear answers. Well, eight years later, it is my sense that this is still just as true now as it was then. Today, in our time and our circumstance, some of us feel as if we are facing some of the most important and significant challenges in a generation. And some of us are at the very beginning stages of discovering who Jesus was and is and what all that means. And so for all of us, for all of our hopes and fears, questions, uncertainties, we all need a way forward, a, a way of living that produces the best expression of humanity. And it is our conviction that the way of Jesus, the life, the teachings, and the example of the person of Jesus is the way forward for us and for humanity. And that is why we remember, as Pastor Danielle just so eloquently shared with us, and that is why we retell our story and these stories 
This is why we restate and reiterate our values on a regular basis, what they mean, what they meant, and how they will guide us into the future. Like a playground swing, to make it work, you need to kick back and lean forward at the same time. And on the other end of the pendulum, you'll need to kick forward and lean back. To swing, you need to do those two opposite movements at the same time. And so too with the church community. We need to kick back. We need to remember our history. We need to remember God's faithfulness. And we need to move forward, move ahead. Look into the world that is emerging around us with all of its challenges, developments, and possibilities. And as part of our service gatherings, each week we take communion, a practice that is infused with the meaning of both of these senses. We remember and indeed proclaim, as the writer of 1 Corinthians tells us, the death of Jesus, a kicking back to the events of history. And then, as 1 Corinthians tells us, until he comes, a looking forward to the world that is emerging and the world that we are commissioned and called to bring forward in and through our lives. And so, let us take communion together to celebrate and commemorate the life of Jesus then and the aliveness of Jesus now. After we do, we're going to let God's word have the last word as a few sparkers lead us in the recitation of some of the biblical passages from where we get our values. If you have the bread and the juice or wine, let us take communion together now. For in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread, blessed and broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. My friends, the symbols of Christ's blood and body, which are broken and shed for you, and as we say each week and mean it, all are welcome at this table. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of your possession? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in showing clemency. He will again have compassion on, upon us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, 
May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. God has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. The men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. 